episode 59. Hey guys. Hey, Antoinette, how are you? How are you? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm a little under the weather, but I'm good. Something's trying to get me, but I'm not letting it. That's right. You may be under the weather, but you are above it all. Those <laughs> Hey, it's Real Church Matters, guys. I'm Forrest Hall. She's Antoinette Allen. Real Church Matters is where we talk real church matters because what, Antoinette? They, they matter. Real church matters. It does. Real conversation about topics that pertain to Christ but aren't always thought out, talked about, and hashed out in a way other people can say, you know what, this may have gave gave me a better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. That's right. Sometimes we gotta remind ourselves why we're here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we gotta remind people why we're here. I'm not just here just to hear myself talk. <laughs> that would be silly. That would be silly, even though people think that. We're here. Not sure why. We would know. definitely choose another topic. I would choose another case. topic. I would choose me. <laughs> 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 but But I choose to Put myself in the back burner and fire up some good Christ. There we go. All right. So episode fifty-nine. We're happy to be here. This is the week of Easter. Apologize for the delay. Apologize for the delay. We usually put these out on Wednesday. Had a lot of stuff going on, but obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That being said, let's do a very fast housekeeping. Okay. RealChurchMatters.com is the place to be. You can also email us if you have any questions at askme at realchurchmatters.com. Social media, of course, you can just search Real Church Matters. Other than Twitter, where you can just go Real Church MTTRS. One of our favorite blogs is Go Do Likewise, and we have the host of Go Do Likewise, the creator, the author here. Tell us a little bit more how they can get in touch with you. You can read any of my articles at likewiselife.com and follow me on social media at Go Do Likewise. If you would like to give to us monetarily, we appreciate that as well. Uh, you can do so at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Real Church Matters. We are thankful. There's a lot of stuff that is all open to you and you can go on there and it'll lay it all out to what mm-hmm. you get and stuff. Uh, is that it for housekeeping? That's it. Also, spring is coming. If you would like to get some merchandise, some cl- a shirt or a hat to wear your faith on your sleeve, we got some things there, some newer things are cooking, and we're just excited to keep on being obedient because it's obedience over audience. audience. And since we, we have an audience, audience, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Episode 59, we talk about being in a good place. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Being in a good place. Interesting that you would ask that, Antoinette. Well, when people say it, they mean different things. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes people say, I'm in a good place. They're talking about physically. Sometimes people say they're in a good place. They're talking about emotionally. Sometimes they say they're in a good place and they're talking about financially. But when we say we're in a good place spiritually, it means something more. Mm-hmm. I realized that, that as I was talking with people this past week, and people were telling me how they weren't in a good place. And everything they were doing, everything they were saying to me, screamed out that you would be in a better place if you got in a good place with God. Mm. If you were spiritually in a good place, it would. Every other facet of your life, every other plane of existence, mm-hmm. let's put it that way there will be a better place. Even if all of those situations ain't working out, that's what I had to learn, and what a good place means to me. Mm-hmm. If sometimes people get upset with you because they look at you and they see you happy, and they even will sometimes tell you, you don't have any reason to be happy. Yeah. Why are you so happy? You hear that? I've heard that. Why are you so happy? People say it all the time. I have a reason to be happy. Or even when they see you still like putting energy into your faith and stuff like that, they they perceive that as you, you know, kind of still being overly excited about something that they just don't understand. It doesn't connect for them. Yeah. But we just want to talk about as we move into Good Friday, 
Mm-hmm. We want to talk about that good place because, guys, if you can get in a good place spiritually, you'd be surprised. You'll literally be in a good place in every other facet of your life. But you got to get there. So one of the scriptures, we're going to stay in Psalms today. But one of the scriptures that stood out to me was Psalms 32 and 7. He said, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Selah. And that's, that, that scripture is so good. You got to pause on it. You got to <laughs> give a Selah. But for me, I never felt like I was in a good place because I didn't understand that good place was in God. He is my hiding place. Well, I like to think of it as like, if he's pleased with me, like, is he pleased with the way I'm dealing with things and the way I'm operating, the way I'm living and moving and having my being? Is he pleased with that? Yeah. And that makes me, that means I'm in a good place. I'm in God's place. If he's good, I'm good. Yes. That's that's our good place. Mm -hmm. That's the believer's good place, or at least it should be. I'm concerned when Christians are so in tune with themselves that they feel the weight of these bad places because they haven't made God their hiding place. Yeah, or even when it's like a superficial thing where it's like, okay, my skin's looking good, I'm drinking water, I'm minding my business, that means (laughs) I'm in a good place. It's like... My that's, bills are paid. Yeah, that's superficial. My friends are here with me. That's superficial because that's literally what it means to be tossed by the waves of the sea. Yeah. To be tossed by life is to say, when the waves are calm, I'm good. But when the waves are raging, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And that variableness that actually the is a word. Instability, yeah. That instability that we have in our lives. That if our environments are good, we're good. It's, it's dangerous. not what God designed for the believer. And I believe is the beginning of mental illness. I feel like it's a lot of mental problems that people deal with start there. You kind of like going whatever way the wind blows you. Like right. that whole attitude is dangerous. It's the instability of life creates instability in us. Mm-hmm. When you talk about being bipolar, literally, you're talking about a person who is moving like life does. Yes. One time Life is good. One time life is bad. One time it's intense joy. Another time intense pain. And you can't find any consistency in that. Especially because you're in that. Yeah. And especially with dealing with people, like depending on how people treat you, that defines on if you love them or not. Like it, it, it's, it's unstable. It's, it's, it's it, unstable. It's not good. It's a place that will lend itself to you feeling like you're not in a good place. Yeah. Because if you're in this world... You're not in a good place. But when you're in God, that's a good place. Mm -hmm. He called it a hiding place because guess what? It is where we go to escape. If people don't look at the world as something to escape, Mm -hmm. you're going to have issues. You got to look at the world as something to escape. He said, it preserves me from trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm preserved. I'm kept. You know, we were like, I want to stay out of trouble. The only way to stay out of trouble is to be kept out of trouble. We have a nose for trouble even in our best intentions. (laughs) Trouble finds us. Why? Because trouble can find us when we're in trouble. If I'm in this world, I'm in what? Trouble. Trouble. But when I'm in God, I'm not in trouble. He keeps me from trouble. Surrounds me with shouts of deliverance. Mm-hmm. What is that saying? He surrounds us with encouragement. He surrounds us with his words. He surrounds us with his spirit that guides us and encourages us and pushes us and drives us and keeps us in his will. That's right. If we hide there. So before we go any further, Antoinette, you tell us what did he did it mean to be in a good place for you? And what does it mean now? Well, before, I think I was more like superficial, how we were saying earlier, where if, you know, my bills were paid, I felt like things were going good at my job. You know, my family's doing good. I'm not sick. I'm looking, you know, my hair is done. You know, it's just a superficial way of looking at it. That's when I felt like I was in a good place. Things were going great. Um, but now it's more deeper because it it's it's a more is God pleased with me? You know, if if He's pleased with me, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what my bank account looks like, you know, no matter what 
pe- how people feel about me or whatever. None of that stuff matters. It's yeah. all about is God pleased with me, and that puts me in a good place. And I love that because it's not a delusional place. No, it's not a place where we're not aware. No, we're aware of all those things, and you're still able to look at it and say, "Yeah, you know." And it's, it's interesting because I'm learning to be aware of those things, but not be in tune with those things. Yes. That I'm not connected to those things. That those things don't create a sensitivity to me. That I become insensitive to the things that are sensitive to force. Yes. But I become sensitive to the things that are sensitive to God. Yeah, because so often people will try to tell you, you know, don't pay attention to this. Don't, you know, just ignore that. No, you got to be realistic with it. You got to understand, okay, people might not like me. Okay, this isn't looking so good. But this is not what matters to yeah. me. These, these are realizations that a lot of people aren't understanding. Like, you may be ugly to the concept of ugly in this world. Let's keep it real, guys. Let's let's just keep it real. To the concept of beauty in this world, some of us don't pass the bill. No. To the, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, just right along with everybody. There, there's not... I'm not looking like Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> or not somebody looking else's. like Holly Berry out here. Correct. It's, it, it's delusional to take the scriptures and be like, well, God made us all perfect. And God made us beautiful. And it's like, okay, you know, God, everything God did, he did with full intention. He did with purpose. And beautiful in his and eyes. And beautiful in his eyes. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be beautiful in the eyes of others. See, that's being aware of the realities of this world, but finding my hiding place in God. Yes. I care more than I'm beautiful to him. Yeah. And that f- and that beauty does transcend. You know, you, you do meet people like that where they just have a confidence about them that they honestly don't put their energy into trying to be, you know, your definition of beautiful. Right. And, they They're just, much happier because that has to. That's where that good place comes for the believer. When you're trying to bring this world to understand you, you're going to be in a bad place. Mm-hmm. But when you come to understand God, irregardless of this world, even though you're aware of what they feel, you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus was in a good place because he knew people hated him. Do you know what I'm saying? He knew they hated him so much that they spent a whole day torturing him. I do. But in spite of that, he still loved them. Why? Because he was in a good place. (laughs) He cared more about what his father felt than what he felt. Mm -hmm. He cared more about his father's will than his will. He cared more about what his father thought than any other person in the world, including himself. That's true. That's a good place. And I love that this is a good place for us to start because a lot of people's discomfort and anxiety and pain is at the hands of people other than God. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It does. And it's unfortunate because you can go further hiding in God <laughs> than you can trying to fit in the world. That's true. Man, that, that sounds good. It's, it's the reason why a lot, I feel, number one reason that we're often not in a good place is that we're trying to fit in a bad place. <laughs> That's true. You know, for those people who take notes and stuff, number one, we're trying to fit in a bad place yeah. and make it a good place. Yep. Oh, I sound like I was with the, I mean, I guess I can expound because like how we said, you want to have these things that people have. You want to feel like you, you know, fit in and you kind of have the things that everyone else has. And yeah, that'll cause you to not be in a good place because you want to be somewhere that... Yeah, you ain't posted. It's like you, you're crying, and you're like, "What's what's wrong?" Well, this person said they don't love me. Well, that's that person. To for that person to say they don't love you is not to mean that you're not loved. Yeah, it just means that you're trying to find love in the wrong place. Come hide in God. That's right. Come on, come hide in here with me, because in here He will keep you from relationship trouble. Mm-hmm. And here he will keep you from the troubles of this world. He will keep you in a place that is of peace. And a lot of us aren't in a good place where we have peace. The salon is not 
a good place. It's just a place. It may make you feel good, but it's not a good place. I know a spa or a massage or a vacation might seem like the perfect place, but it's not putting you in a good place. Yeah. It's just a place that feels good. Mm. Place that it's seems a different, good. yeah. It's a, difference. it's a difference, and it's crazy. You just whip swap the words, but it really is di- that different. Yeah. It's very temporary, mm-hmm. and God isn't trying to put us in a place of temporal things. He's trying to put us in a place of eternal things. So if I'm in a place of Him, everything I feel is not subjective to time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I used to feel weird when I started to grow in Christ. I started feeling weird like the way that I feel now is awesome. But I just felt like it was time. It was ticking. Yeah. Before I go back to, before I turn him to the pumpkin again. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You just feel like the, the clock's going to strike 12. And all of a sudden you're going to be back to your old depressive self. What situation is going to come that's going to knock me off my feet? What, situ- what person is going to come and say something that crushes, crushes my soul? Yeah. They are, I, God had to show me like, hey, hey, you can forget about that stuff because you're not just in a good place. You're in the good place. That's right. It's not, it's not dependent on people no more. I don't have to be afraid no more. Those of you who are in marriage, if you're in marriage but you're not in a good place, then you're going to have to Take that marriage and hide it in God. That's the only place that you can put it where it's good. A lot of Christians are struggling in their marriages. A lot of Christians are struggling in their finances. A lot of Christians are struggling in their bodies. And they don't feel like they're in a good place. Romantically, emotionally, physically, financially. Yeah, I mean, it's scary how much, you know, mental illness and that stuff is so much in the conversation, like, in in people's mouths nowadays because people are thinking more consciously about this stuff. About the plane of You see of all existence. these mass shootings and stuff and yes. people, it, it got people thinking like maybe humans aren't as, you know, good as we think we are. Maybe this life isn't as great. Yeah. Maybe these injustices will never end because they've been here since time began. Yeah. And they never end. Guess what? The same blood that's crying out in the streets for the Trayvon Martins, the Mike Browns, and the, the guy that just even lost his life in California mm-hmm. was the same blood that was crying out for Abel at the hands of Cain. Yep. It doesn't end. But in this place, you can find a good place. That's right. You just got to come and hide. My second thing that I want to make sure people understand is that you won't hide from something you want to hide in. Sure. That's the thing I had to realize. I was in a bad place because I was very interested in that bad place. <laughs> and God was like, I need you to be interested in me. He did dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, shall abideth in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. That's a thing that you have to be interested in. <laughs> I said that scripture, but for some people that sound like gobbly gook. <laughs> Why? Because they're not interested in that. But if you're interested in God and you want to hide in him, then you're looking for that secret place that dwells, that you can be in the shadow of the Almighty. A lot of us like to do dirt in the shadows, mm. but we don't want to do good in the shadow of the Almighty. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We like those dark places until those dark places get too dark and then we're scared. <laughs> until those bad places get too bad. Do you get what I'm saying? Or even when you think of how everyone, you know, everybody wants peace and, you know, joy and all these things, but it's not what you put your energy into trying to get, you know? You put it in trying to get it in more of, like how we were saying, a superficial way. If you really were trying to get those things, you would be in your word, like, 20 times hard, especially when you're like, this is a, you know, some people aren't in real dire situations where they don't know what to do. And it's just like... And we're constantly being taught that. That when life give you lemons, make lemonade. No, when life give you lemons, throw them lemons down and drink the living water. That's right. <laughs> we don't need no lemons. No you, lemons over here. You don't have to take that <laughs> you stuff. You don't. You don't have to. No. When life gives you lemons, throw them things to the ground and come into the good place. That's right. 
life is going to constantly give you lemons. And there's too many people trying to make lemonade out of lemons. They add a little bit of the sweetness of God's word <laughs> to the sour of the lemons and try to make a, a peaceful existence. No, you need to leave the lemons alone and just taste and see that the Lord is good. good by himself. Not with the lemons of this life. No. Man, we want to help people get to a good place. Psalms 119 and 114 says, you are my hiding place and my shield, I hope in your word. Mm. How do I get to that hiding place? By hoping in his word. Mm. When I put my hope in his word, I put myself in his hiding place. Yes, and his word sustains. His word doesn't change. His word stands forever. It's you putting, consistent. Yeah, or our message about, you know, it's a guarantee. You putting your hope in something that's guaranteed. Yes. Like, Somebody whose word never fails and he gives you a promise of that. If you believe in it, when he says he loves you, he never going to switch up. Nope. We switch up. People switch up. That's why <laughs> you're in a bad place. Because you put your hope in somebody's words and there's no consistency backed. Mm-mm. There's no integrity backed in those words. It's just not. No. People wish they could, like even how Paul was saying, I want to do good, but every time I try, you know, I, the bad things, you know, yeah. take over. People want to, but they just can't. We don't have it in us. We, only the word us. does. I remember coming home from school one day and I was floating on cloud nine because I wrote, do you like me? Yes or no? And the girl circled, yes. And it was the best day of my life. I mean, I don't even remember how I got home. <laughs> I just was floating home. <laughs> I got home, my mother said, what you so happy about? I said, oh, nothing. And I just went upstairs and I had that letter and I just looked at that letter. Ain't much on it. Just say, do you like me? Yes or no. But I sat and looked at that thing in the way that one would look at, hopefully, the word of God. Yeah. And, but, and it's even weirder nowadays because you got people constantly telling you that they like you. We got these phones where, you know, somebody's always liking a picture or something. So you're on, people are just on cloud nine. Like, and it's non-stop. just as intense. I didn't realize that. Like, the intensity in which school kids went about things is the same way adults do. It is, yeah. With the we same try, intensity. Yeah, we try to look down on it, but it's really the same. It's the same intensity. Yep. People quick to tell you they love you, quick to tell you they die for you, quick to tell you they got your back, quick to tell you they're they going to be with you forever, quick to tell you you the air they breathe, quick, quick to tell you you their heartbeat, mm-hmm. quick to call you twin, quick to do all that stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, how come twins end up fighting? <laughs> like is these Siamese twins turn into Siamese cats. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, how could sure. the person who said you the air they breathe, now they breathe in somebody else's air? Huh? It happens every minute. I wish they came with a statistic like every minute a person <laughs> goes back on their word. Goes back on their word. <laughs> every every five kil- I don't even milliseconds. Yeah, it would have to be in the milliseconds. Like every 20 milliseconds, someone is going back on their word. Yeah. Right now, somebody's listening right now and just had somebody lie to them. Just had somebody go back on their word. Just had somebody who said they loved them, showed them in their actions they didn't. Not so much. And that puts you in a bad place. Puts you in a bad place. And you want other people to understand. That's my third point. I will never understand the bad place since I now understand there's a good place. That's right. You know, I, I don't understand anymore why people stay in the bad place mm-hmm. when I know there's a place to go. When you're sitting in a movie theater, right? And, and it, did I finish the thought about the the, the letter, the girl? Oh, yeah, yeah I did. you finished yeah, I just make sure. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. When I went back to school the next day, oh. she already had changed her mind. Jesus. I mean, literally, already. I'm showing her the letter like it's a receipt. <laughs> I'm sure they look like it's a receipt. Like, but you said, and she like, I know. On to the next. On to the next. <laughs> I still remember their names, but I ain't gonna put no names out here. The next I one, I won't probably... say Anya, and I won't say Jamel. That's who she Jesus. moved on to, Jamel. But uh, why you remember that? That was kind of. Sad. I mean, it was when I. It was very traumatic as a as a kid. You know, 
that was a traumatic thing. The middle school is tough, man. It's no no church for the wild there. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, for a young person, that was devastating because I didn't understand that this is par for the course. Mm-hmm. This is the way life goes. You can't game the system. You just can't, can't game the system <laughs> when the system is out to make a game out of you. Yeah. Hmm? You got to go and hide somewhere. You do. Which takes me to the next point I was going to say. When you're in the theater, they tell you, enjoy the movie here. But they said, if anything pops off that seems suspicious or crazy, this seems out of the way, look for the nearest exit. exit. I'm concerned when wow. people... I know where you're going Know with that things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Know they're in a bad place. Mm. Know their mind is all messed up. Know that someone's took their heart, broken into, stomped on it, got in their car, rolled over top of it, picked it all up in a dustpan, poured it into a blender, made sure it was a fine hate smoothie, and then fed it to their dog. Mm. Know that they've gone through all this pain. And still won't head for the exit. But that's the interesting thing about knowing, because if it doesn't inform your actions, do you really know that? That's where it gets a little that's dangerous, a though. Because do you really know that people don't mean you well? Do you really know you're really actually not in a good place if you don't actually get up and run? And that's what happens with that delusion. Hmm. When we di- try to dilute the lemons with a little word, we become those delusional people. They just hold out hope more for people for the mm, sake of God mm-hmm. than f- putting our hope totally in Thank God. God. That's true. I hope that made sense. Cause I, I, but what do you feel like that looks like? Because I feel like we're talking in a real like abstract, abstract kind of way. way. Let me tell you what that looks like. That looks like somebody is hurting you and you grab certain scriptures and say, well, I'm long suffering by being in this situation. The Bible tells me to be long-suffering, but that's not the case when you just take the word and try to apply it to situations to make the situation good. That's not the same as putting your hope in God and in his word so that it might guide you outside of sometimes even those situations. Mm -hmm. There are people who made their mind up that they're not leaving a situation. Mm -hmm. People that made their mind up that they're not going anywhere. They're just trying to make it better. Hmm. That's not what God is for God is not here to make your situations better He's here to be your situation mm-hmm. And where When you put your hope in Him He'll guide you That's The true. same way He guided Jesus Jesus had to put His hope in Him And He said You're going to have to go through this one And He put Him through it mm-hmm. But then there was other situations Where God's, God would move on Jesus' heart And it says Jesus vanished He left the situation mm-hmm. He removed himself from the situation. You guys don't know whether to go in a situation, to stay in it, or get out of it because your hope is in these situations and these people connected to them and not to God. Mm. And it's hard for people to suss out which one is true and honest when they're not aware. And that's why we bring up these abstract things to try to help people become aware. Mm. What is motivating you to stay has to be more than just you. Has to be God. You have more hope in yourself and in your intuition than you have in his word. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? When I look back at that situation, I was that little boy crying on my way home. I just was happy the day before. Nobody never stopped me and said, why are you crying? Because if they stopped me and said, why are you crying? When I would go to explain it to them, I probably would have felt silly. <laughs> I probably have been like, well, I'm crying because a girl said no. That that's it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? A like, girl says she doesn't like you, so you crying. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was watching this show and the lady was crying and complaining because the mosquitoes kept biting her. And the guy said, Well, there's don't complain because there's somebody going through something worse than you. There's somebody who's who's not just here for three weeks. They're in the situation. Forever. She didn't want to hear that. All <laughs> no, she that's is, the last thing people want to hear. So all she knew is right now this hurts. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get a, a sense of awareness about us. So we know where we're at. 
Just like we was trying to explain to people, being aware of the world and what it can offer us allows us to understand, I don't want anything to do with the world. If this is what it has to offer, some of us are upset just because you expected something out of this life that it never guaranteed to give you. That's true. This American dream that people talk of Mm -hmm. is only a dream for those who get to capitalize off of your dream. Mm. It's true. There's people playing a stock market right now, playing around with thousands of dollars. Don't understand they're part of a machine that is a game being played by people with billions. Your thousands are pieces on the board in their game. Mm -hmm. You running home because you got $40,000 in a 401k? Your 401k is a piece of a puzzle that they're playing amongst other billionaires. Things we don't want to hear because we don't like feeling like a commodity. Mm -hmm. If you don't like feeling like a commodity, you don't understand the world. You sure enough don't understand America. Yeah, or the conversation can't stop there because people will use that and feel oppressed and won't want to do anything. It's like, no, you come aware and you don't, you know, you don't allow that to. Head for the exit. Yeah. That stuff don't matter to you. Head for the exit. Get out of there. Come into the hiding place. Come into the place where God is your shield. He can protect you all by you just doing what? Hoping in his word. That's right. That means we have to desire his word. That means we have to be interested in his word. That means that his word should have me floating like that girl's circling yes. And I had to be real with myself. Does God's word have you floating? (laughs) And if it don't, then force you not in a good place. Because whatever does have you floating ain't as consistent as God's word. Mm. This is just the realities, guys. You guys got to think about what has you floating? What has you head over heels? Or what could possibly, like, if this thing happened, what would make me, you know, super happy? What would would make my day? Mm -hmm. See, what would make your day can also end your day. Mm. The thing that has your head over heels well, hey, you running for the hills. That's just the realities of it. But I would rather look up to the hills from which cometh my help. I would rather say my help coming from the Lord. The Lord. Mm-hmm. I would rather put my hope in his word and let that be the reason I'm happy. Let that be the reason I woke up with a pep in my step. Let that be the reason why I'm excited. Yeah. Let that be the reason why I have a smile on my face. Let that be the reason why I have joy. How can the God who created my lips and my mouth not be the reason they smile? Mm. Why would I give that pleasure to someone else? He made this mouth and I, only somebody else makes me smile. Yeah. Or money, or or all these things that are just small Come things. Come on, we yeah. all say it. He woke us up this morning, but somebody else makes your day. Mm. It's true. Wow. Come on, guys. He gave, put you in your right mind, but you can't seem to get your mind right without being with somebody else. You see that good morning text? Oh, today's going to be an awesome day. Yeah. <laughs> like, No. You say he gave you a sound mind, but you only are interested in the sound of someone else's voice. Mm. It's not right. How do you feel like this message connects to Good Friday? (laughs) Other than the word good place and good Friday. (laughs) I was interested. I love the fact that when I look at Good Friday, everything about it as a kid didn't seem good. (laughs) I mean, I, until Kanye made Good Fridays, <laughs> then all of a sudden, oh my we were all happy about Good Fridays. But when I heard Good Friday, and then I'm like, tell me more. And they say, well, this is the day that, you know, Jesus died. Don't sound so good. But what makes it good isn't just the fact that he died for us, but the fact that he is a representation of what being in a good place really means. Yeah. He went through hell mm-hmm. but he was in heaven yes why because he said not my will but thy will be done and i realized that like 
He was in a good place when people can beat the crap out of him. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's a man in a good place. You know how people say they're in a good place. But the minute somebody hurts you, you're not in a good place no more. It was nothing that could shake Jesus out of his good place. Let me tell you this. They hurt him so much, but he was in such a good place that he could look to the man to the left and to the right of them and share the goodness of God with them. Yeah, it's like it's nothing anyone could have said, anything, nothing anyone could have done to change his his mind. That's one thing you can't take away from somebody is my faith. And that that's a part of being in a good place, too, is like you could take everything from me. But at the end of the day, you can't take my faith. Yeah, that takes us back to the main point, which is every plane of existence that we on, we honor those more than the spiritual plane. Mm. That if I'm in a good place in the spiritual plane of my life, every other plane of my life, every other level of my life, every other aspect of my life is the better for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, he wasn't in a good place physically on Good Friday. He wasn't in a good place mentally on Good Friday in a human way. Yeah. He was in a good place spiritually. That's right. So that made it a Good Friday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, today is a good Thursday for force because no matter what force is going through, he's in a good place with God. That's right. That's what's going to allow him to love people when they hurt him. That's right. That's what's going to allow him to persevere through things he can't get around. He said, take this cup from me if you're willing. But if not, not my will, but thy will will be be done. done. See, we're not in a good place like that. Where we're asking God, you, you do this if you're willing, but if you're not, Take I'm all cup. good. Mm-hmm. That's a good place. Mm-hmm. That's a good place. When I look back at all the pain that I felt in my life, and sometimes you guys know we can think back to things that will just bring tears at command. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at those things and realize if I was in a better place spiritually, those things wouldn't have hurt as much as they did. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that they wouldn't have hurt, but they would not have been as devastating to my walk that they were. Yeah. There are things that almost knock me out of church. There's things that almost knock me out of love with people. There's things that almost knock me out of the just living because I wasn't in a good place. Yeah. I feel like that's where my relationship with God really started, like originated where all these things were happening, but... He, I felt his presence and I felt like he was pleased with the way I was responding and operating. And and that changed my life forever. And you know, that was a jump start of my faith. Even though you were in places that weren't, there was no peace. Mm-hmm. He gave you peace. Yep. This surpasses when he says, ah, oh, this is so good. This is, this is good. He said, peace that surpasses understanding. You know what he's saying? Peace that surpasses every other plane of existence, Mm. every other plane of understanding. Because you got to understand, we understand things on levels. We feel like it's levels to it, yeah. We understand things on levels. Yeah. We understand our emotions too much. Yeah. We understand our physical L's too much. We understand our relationships from a familial level too much. And when we understand those things too much, everything that happens to those things is so organic Mm -hmm. that it moves and shapes and it literally shapes our existence. Mm -hmm. But when we actually understand God and we become sensitive to him, keen to him, that thing is what births our existence. Mm -hmm. Everything else becomes something that's happening but not as happening to us. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make us insensitive to it. It just makes us more sensitive to God. Well, when you think of surpassing, it's like his peace comes to me before my understanding Absolutely. does. Absolutely. And it supersedes us. Yeah. Oh my god. Like goodness. he beats you to it every time. Beats you to it. You <laughs> don't even know why you at peace yeah. until the understanding comes to you. And then you say, He keeps me in perfect peace. When I keep my mind stayed on him. That's all right. We understand these scriptures before we understand them. <laughs> we live these scriptures before they live in us. Mm-hmm. 
because we in a good place. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Jesus walked in glory, though he was not in glory because he was in a good place. Yeah. Everybody talking about how not perfect they are, how imperfect they are, how, how they mess up. Guess what? You could walk in the glory and holiness of God without even fully understanding it. That's right. And even when in Psalms where he talked about hiding the word in his heart, it's like when it's hidden in there, it's like you're the one that's uncovering it. Like when when it's in your heart, it, it surpasses your understanding. That I it's, might not sin against thee. Yeah. Don't even know how <laughs> it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just something happens when I hide your word in my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It's the mysteries of God is like. Trying to figure out how bones manifest in a woman's womb. Mm-hmm. This is a scripture in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. He said, well, back then they didn't know how you could go from nothing being there to something with hard bones, or at least generally hard bones, a fully manifested person. Yeah. We don't understand this. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, just like the way God works in our lives. All he asks us to do is hide in him. It's hide in him. Mm-hmm. We trust when we say, they say those are the exits at the movie theater. We trust when things pop off, you can run through that door and whatever's behind that door is better than what you in. <laughs> Everybody want to know what's behind the door of God. Just know it's, it's better. better than what you in. It's better. <laughs> it's better. Whatever you in right now, God is better. You're better in him than out of him. Scripture to go with that. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. That's right. I'm tired of being in the world and okay as long as everything's okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be in something that don't matter whether everything's okay or not. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, and trying to use those things to convince yourself that you're good. Like, no, you got to accept that. I'm not in a good place. I'm and, just and I'm not. getting emotional, Antoinette, because I just know so many people. Yeah. Who not in a good place, who come to church looking for something to make them feel good in the place they're in, not knowing that, that you want to get into a good place. You got to get up out of that place and come and hide in this good place. Right. You looking for the word to make your bad place good and the word want to get you up and out of that place and into the place of God. That's right. That's what the word is here for. Yeah. It's an exit strategy. <laughs> the word is an exit strategy. Mm. You got to get up and get out. Yeah. That's what he told the man to pull for us. He said, you got to get up. You got to get up. <laughs> Take up your you bed. You in a sunken place. Yeah. You got to get up. That's yeah. what we was trying to do when we was watching that movie. Get out. We was telling that guy. We like, you got to go. You got to get up. You got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not good for you. Why? That's people look in our lives. That's what God is doing. He's looking down at us. He looked at the situations we're in. He like you gotta, yes, you gotta come. He said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you." That's right. Y'all still holding on to y'all yokes, to asking God to make it lighter. He don't want to make your yoke lighter. <laughs> he wants to take your yoke off and put his on because yes. it is light. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that happens in your mind. Like a lot of that is changing what you're putting your energy into and what you're putting into your mind. Like and what so you much focus of it on. is, yeah. And, and even though you're aware of it, you don't have to be in tune with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm very aware of my situations. Mm-hmm. I'm not using church to di- to dilute me no. of my problems. I'm very aware of my problems, <laughs> but I'm so happy they are not my problems anymore. No. Wait a nope. minute. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Mm-mm. They're not. I'm hiding. Your life ain't yours. I'm, if your I'm life ain't shadow. yours, then your problems ain't yours. You're, I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. That's right. I'm no longer in the dark. I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. And I know I've used that and I've said that before, but it's something that's always... Because it's a difference. You, it's you, a difference. We got to know. It's just a difference. Yeah. Uh, Psalms 91 9 through 16 We close out with this He says Because you have made The Lord your dwelling place I want to Make sure y'all understand The, the, the good stuff of this After the fact mm-hmm. we, Because you have made The Lord your dwelling place Your hiding place You've made him The most high Who is my refuge He says No evil shall be allowed To befall you 
And I, I can tell you from experience, no evil takes over me. No evil overcomes me. Mm-hmm. No weapon sh- prospers. It's a lot of people quoting that scripture, but they don't understand if you're not in a good place, that scripture don't apply to you. Mm-mm. Half the time, people quoting the scriptures are literally the weapon <laughs> that shall not prosper. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they operating against the people Self-harm. of God. Self-harm. <laughs> they harming themselves. You are the very knife at your throat. Yep. You're the very gun to your head. Mm-hmm. You are the bullets in which Satan uses to ki- steal, kill, and destroy you. Yes. No plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you. Mm. See, God, when we're in his hiding place, he commands his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Mm. God is protecting me, even when we make bad business decisions. Even we make decisions not out of the Lord. fact that we're bad people, but just out of the fact that we don't ignorance, understand. We just share ignorance mm-hmm. oftentimes. And God is protecting us in the midst of our ignorance because guess what? Even the most knowledgeable person is still ignorant to the ways of God mm-hmm. and what he wants to do with your life. So be in a good place so he can guide you in the ways Concerning him. That's right. On their hands, they will bear you up. Lest you strike against, strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. That's a snake. The young lion and the serpent, you will trample underfoot. Mm. Because he holds fast to me in love. <laughs> That's the, how you're in the hiding place. When you hold fast to God and his word. In love, mm. I will deliver him. I've been delivered from my situations. I He pulled me out of a bad place. He didn't make a bad place good. He pulled me out of a bad place and put me in a good place. Oh, I'm happy about that because guess what? If Jesus had to suffer for a day, Good Friday, he had to suffer for a day. Imagine that your life is that day of suffering. Because in the Bible says a day is like a thousand years. Mm -hmm. It's like a thousand days. Imagine if his one day of suffering was symbolic of your lifetime of suffering. Mm -hmm. How are you going to suffer? That's what you need to ask yourself. Some of y'all asking how to end the suffering. No. What you need to ask is how will you suffer? How will you manage? How will you deal with it? By not being in a bad place. A lot of, too, what I was thinking about with good places, making faith your default. Like, you know how you think about the default on your phone and things like that? Like, it should always be your, your everything is about my faith. Everything from my career, all that stuff is about how is this going to bring me closer to God? When that's your default, at the end of the day, that's your bottom line, then you're, you're also in a good place yeah. in that way, too. That's, that's a good place spiritually. A lot of people don't understand how to be in a good place spiritually, even in their businesses. You're not in a good place spiritually just because you named your business from a spiritual reference. Just because your barbershop is called Anointed Cuts don't mean you've been anointed. <laughs> just, just, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a lot of it times. It becomes a marketing scheme at this point. Like, it's just. Yeah. Literally. So sometimes we just, our strategies are off because we don't understand. And we need to connect better. The way that I'm, Christ is reflected in my life, the way I remain in a good place, even in my business, is by honoring him, holding fast to him in love. That means that I'm not holding fast to cash. Nope. I'm not holding fast to money. You're not making decisions based on I'm not making decisions on based on that. Yeah. I'm making decisions based on my love for him. That's right. Is this in your will, Father? If you are willing, what makes you happy is what we're really saying with that. Mm -hmm. And in that, we find ourselves able to trample on the lion and the snake. We're able to to walk in the wild and be dominant. Mm -hmm. See, because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about when you're in the wilderness, we're no longer prey because we pray. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. We're no longer susceptible to the the rules of the jungle. 
That's why this is a bad place for people. Because why? This the jungle. And in the jungle, the rules are very clear. There's lions and there's everybody else. <laughs> there's wolves and there's sheep. But when you come into the kingdom, mm. rules don't apply. See, the rules were simple for D uh, Daniel and the lions then. Rules seem simple. Two lions, one man, dunza. Nope. Not when it comes to God. Not when that man put his hope in God. He was in a good place. Mm -hmm. He knew he was in a good place. Even though it looks... See, that's another thing. Guess what, guys? Your good place will look like a bad place to people who are in a bad place. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Always. Yeah. It will always, always look like that. Yeah. They'll be like, I can't believe what you're doing. They're going to destroy you. That's because you don't know my God. I can imagine the friends of the Hebrew boys like, why don't y'all just bow? Y'all wildin'. Y'all like, wildin', like, just <laughs> bow. What? You doing yeah. way too much. He gonna kill y'all. Mm -hmm. That's how people are. He's like, no, we have to do it this way. Because guess what? No matter how hot the furnace is, we in a good place. Sorry. Take our temperature. We in a good place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The environment, some of y'all are thermometers. You only reflect your environment. Mm. That's it. It's easy to take your temperature. It's easy. Just look at the weather. I don't even oh, have okay. to ask you. I just got to look at the situations around you. Oh, it's raining? Uh, she, she going through a storm. <laughs> yeah. We look at the things you're going through and we get scared. Why? Because we already know by the situations around you how that you're going to respond. Yep. How you're mm. going to act. Mm -mm. Because you're a thermometer. Mm. You don't set the temperature. You are the temperature. <laughs> Which one are you? I set the temperature. I know I'm not a thermometer, I'm a thermostat. <laughs> you going off. I set That's the temperature. Right. That's right. I set the temperature. When I walk in the room, I don't care how chilly everybody's demeanor That's is. That's what everybody would love to say. Change the atmosphere. Ch shift the atmosphere. Shift the, atm you shift the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm cussing at <laughs> Shift the atmosphere. I'm going to tell you, I, I call myself. You wait for God to shift it. He like, no. <laughs> I have given you the power to do you it power. yourself. I'm going to tell you, I, I cussed by mistake on Instagram the other day. I, I a friend of ours, Jordan, he put a picture and I wanted to tell him like, uh, you gotta keep shooting to get your shot. I thought that was clever. Cause he's a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I said, you gotta keep shooting to get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He did I mean, this is the crazy thing, though he knows I'm a minister, he said facts. <laughs> he, he never thought twice about it. He read that, he was like, facts. <laughs> I texted him back. I deleted that comment and said it the right way. And I just said, hashtag, didn't mean to cuss. <laughs> but it's just funny to me. For me, it's, it's one of those things where we have to be a blessing to people. And we say we want to. But every time we are in the situation and engaged in their situations, we let those things reflect us. Mm. Instead of letting us reflect those things. That's a whole word. This is a whole word. Yeah. And it's all because I hold fast to his love. I'm able to deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing. Guys, you are very familiar with everything but God. You're familiar with how you feel. You're familiar with your situation. You're familiar with how everybody else feels. You're familiar with how this is going in. You're not familiar with God. He said, because he knows my name, get familiar. That's how you get into his hiding place, because you get familiar. familiar. I want to know more about God than I know about my situation. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about God than I know about how I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about God than I know about other people's drama. Yes. All that investigative reporting you doing, all looking on energy. all the Googling, all the you know Facebook checking. You hear people talking, they own they could they I mean people talk like preachers about how they feel. And then when you try to get them to talk about God, they are 
speechless. Yeah. That's what people think it's so easy to have a blog. It's like, yeah, it is if you just talk about yourself. But when you're talking about God and the thing you're trying to actually get, it's All not All of a sudden, you easy. got laryngitis. <laughs> yeah. David said, if I had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough. For y'all in your issues, if you had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough. It's true. It's the, it's the sad reality. Yeah. What's on the tip of your tongue is what's in the hole of your heart. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it real. Your tongue is literally the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. There's an issue going on that's deeper than the issues you're in because you haven't hoped fast to God and know his name. It says, when he calls me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. See, God isn't just interested in rescuing us. He's interested in honoring us. Mm. He can rescue and honor us when he's rescuing us because we honor him. Mm. Can I say that one again? I I tried to not repeat things today because I was so excited. He is going to rescue us and honor us because we have been rescued because we honor him. Last thing he says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm. That's it. See, his hiding place is one of long life. It's one of satisfaction, which we talked about. As long as we're in him. Yeah, all these podcasts are starting to link together. There's an overwhelming thing. This is where God has us right now. I'm he really wants it. to help people. <clears throat> yeah. He really wants us. to help them. <laughs> He's trying to get through to us. Too. He really want to get up through to us. Mm-hmm. He like, hey, if if you say you and me, you should look a certain way. You know how you could tell a certain, uh, you could tell a person's been on vacation that. They got a tan. They got stuff. a tan. They in a good mood. You could tell you ain't spent, you know, two weeks doing overtime. <laughs> we can tell where you've been. Wow. We can tell. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all haven't made, you're, you're planning a getaway. Need Spring to, break time. Need to give away. Get, get Some of y'all away. really need, <laughs> need to get away. You need to really get away. You don't need to plan a getaway for a week. You, some of you need to get away and forever. give way to God. <laughs> get out your way. And get in the way of God. That's the best getaway. Mm. It's an all-inclusive package. Mm. All expense paid, everything. Everything's paid for. That's what Easter is all about. Wow. Episode 59. I'm in a good place. How about you? I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place. Jesus was in a good place. Paul was in a good place. Paul said, I I rejoice when I go through hard times. Mm Mm-hmm. When he, when he was in jail and he was sentenced to death, he was going to get his head cut off the next day. He said, I've fought a good fight. Mm-hmm. I've finished my race. He said, this is perfect. What a way to go. And even how we reading David, all these psalms, like, you know, a lot of him, his journey, whether he was right, wrong, whether he was, you know, down or up, he still made, you know, God his hiding place. And, you know, that's what we have to be able to do. Amen. With that being said, it's episode 59, Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. That's on that island. island. Even though she didn't feel well, she is still in a good place. Amen. We're out.